0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Word with Dave Clay. We're going to deviate a bit from our standard or normal rundown, uh, as with the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Some would argue that every podcast is a bit deviant and maybe even question whether or not we have a legitimate rundown, but I think I don't know, we fall into routines. (laughs) I function best probably also within the context of routines. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with the routine, not that the routine is lacking in any way, shape, or form, but sometimes you just wake up one morning and you're going (laughs) to do it differently. And uh, in that, I suppose, is the spirit of creativity. Uh, We're not going to deviate too much from the normal routine, um, all of this began, as evidenced by. All of this began with uh, a thought that I've always held: I never want to be that person who <laughs> spends their whole life living to this particular type of music, and with that, then <laughs> being sort of out of touch with other music, going to back that concept of diversity, or being so locked in to a certain particular in my life, <laughs> over the course of my life, uh, a period of my life, that I'm not open to fresh ideas, new things. I don't want to just live a life where people look at me and, as a result of how I live my life, say, you're just living in the 80s. Or the 90s, or whatever it is. Uh, I think that those individuals can be be a bit stale, and in that way, a little out of touch. I don't want to be accused of being either of those. But, I have to confess, I'm a fond fan of Kurt Cobain. (laughs) And with that then, for those of you who already know where this is going, the music group Nirvana. Now, actually, Nirvana was not probably that music I listened to at that point in my life, a teenage, early 20s, through my 20s, that then probably is where most individuals will retreat to as they get older, uh, associate that with the so-called best of times and retreat to and maybe in that way, just continue to bathe themselves with reminders of how good life used to be or pretend how life is still that way in a present context when actually it's changing. It's fluid. It's a bit trans in and of itself. Uh, The song that I would like to kind of remind everyone of that I was thinking about has some lyrics in it that I think is particularly telling. Uh, It's entitled, All Apologies. Uh, And with that, maybe the song and why I'm thinking about it and why it's coming up on today's podcast uh, it'll make, hopefully, by the time the podcast over, all sense in the world, but as I'm starting to understand it, as I'm speaking to you, even in a real-time sort of dimension, it's quite appropriate. Things aren't always going to be able to either stay the same or presume that something that was is best of all, even though nostalgically, reminiscently, you might want to look back and kind of associated with the best. It's all fluid. It's all trans. What else should I be? All apologies. What else could I say? Everyone is gay. What else could I write? I don't have the right. What else should I be? All apologies. In the sun, in the sun, I feel as one. In the sun, in the sun. <laughs> and probably on that particular day that he pinned or finished, as they say, pinning these lyrics, uh, he concludes that chorus with married and buried. Maybe life does come down to just basically those two things. You get married and then you die. (laughs) I don't know what Kurt Cobain was exactly thinking of, but isn't that the beauty of music? And maybe to specifically, to some extent, Nirvana, and maybe even to an even greater extent, Kurt Cobain. (laughs) He was so profound. And when you write those lyrics, I'm sure there's an intention in mind, but sometimes you don't even begin to understand it until, as with the podcast, it's all said and done. But what this triggered in me was a thought, not only (laughs) about Kurt Cobain and all apologies for being that person who lives in some past sort of context and sort of thinking that life was so good then and maybe it isn't so good now. Or even if I try to pretend that it's good, I have to rely on some historical sort of reference. But it kind of brought me to a conclusion. Not only is everyone gay, but in a very genuine, real way, everyone is trans. Life is trans. Now, so many angles. I know that the moment that I say everyone is gay, it takes us to a reference point. And that reference point is not only is it something of a sexual orientation, but it's become a cultural revolution. It's a rallying cry, so to speak, for maybe even that's a bit passe. Maybe that's even a bit 90s Kirk Cobain, 90s, 2000, I can't even remember when uh, he was prominent Nirvana, and he was prominent before his uh, passing, uh, untimely passing, as they call it. But the notion of it is, is that it is an identity identifier, so to speak, uh, gay, and it does represent a sort of a cultural shift, which I guess kind of is also sort of superficially so more characteristic or descriptive, but it could also kind of capture a mindset. And what is that mindset? That, again, everything is trans. Everything is fluid. Now, to be gay at the time that one first sort of came out, Uh, or the whole concept of homosexuality and sexual identity, something other than heterosexuality became somewhat of, with a kind of cultural twist, a mainstream sort of uh, dimension, if I could even use that word mainstream. Uh, Broadly accepted as it is today, or as broadly accepted as today, it was pretty radical. And (laughs) there were quite a few individuals who rejected that Completely. But I do believe we're at a point now where we're beginning to realize that was only the beginning. And maybe that really was at the beginning. Maybe that was just an extension of what begins when we begin. You can again look at that in an individual's life, culturally, uh, in terms of their formation of their identity, personality, which we will (laughs) on the podcast today, but you can look also at that within just the evolution of the species, so to speak, humanity in general. There's a lot of things that are going on today, perspective, worldview, practices, behaviors, characteristics, definitions that are not the same. But I challenge you, looking back over the course of human history, they're never the same. It's just always changing. We'd like to think it's evolving to some point where in, once again, more descriptive terms, uh, evidentially so, tangibly so, we're moving to a point of superiority uh, in terms of not necessarily the world, but actualization superior in terms of actualization world being dominant the highest order i'm not sure any of that sticks i think we like to think that but if we truly are adaptive it's because we're fluid it's because we're trans because we recognize things don't stay the same does that mean then that it's bad No, it just means it's very uncomfortable. Bad is a judgment based on, again, definition. And who's defining it? Who it is that's making that assessment or passing that judgment? Someone from the past who believes the past and their time in the sun. Again, those lyrics from Nevada. It's a pretty incredible song, I think. All apologies but in the sun, in the sun, I feel as one in the sun, in the sun. And then he comes again to the conclusion of married and buried. I don't know that I want to make that all that life is, but I agree with him. Your moment in the sun is yours, but everybody has one. And if you've already taken that spot, then there's a good chance that for someone else to have their moment, they're going to be in a different place. And just for the sake of, again, getting out of routines and being rather creative, I don't want to become stale. I don't want to be that person who just lives in that kind of moment throughout their whole life. I want to be part of whatever is going on around me to the greatest extent. I have to be careful because I don't want to curse identity I don't want to curse what's gotten me here or my life experiences. It's important. It stabilizes me. If I should get out there too far, I'd start to feel lost or overwhelmed by all the new things that are going on, the new ways of looking at things, this kind of fluidity of sorts, this kind of trans sort of notion. I'd like to, at times, be able to come back and say, wait a minute, I I need to go step back just for a moment and and get my footing again before we continue up the mountain or down the mountain or around the mountain or wherever we're going. Uh, Which, again, can be a very difficult journey. A bit treacherous, I use the mountain analogy, I suppose, because there's all sorts of peril, potentially, that goes with it but it's not bad it just is the journey but what is the journey you know again we like to sort of believe it's developmental I use the term evolution but I think development the concept of development kind of goes along with that and it's useful and some of it has nothing to do with anything but the physiology but I suppose if you really believe in evolution, even that you believe is not immutable. It can change based on the environmental contingencies, the things that otherwise the, that the world, life, living in the world, kind of demands of us. Uh, it's, a, again, a bit slow. It seems a bit treacherous. Uh, not everybody seems to make it. It's like Mount Everest. I've watched those programs um, people die on that mountain and sometimes in mass. Uh, you don't all make it up to the top. Is that a curse in and of itself? Is that bad in and of itself? Is that, should I dare say, something horrible or evil in and of itself? No, and evil is a judgment. It just means not everybody makes it. Uh, there's a lot of factors that preempt us from hitting that pinnacle but I don't want it to be said that it's me (laughs) and my will or my lack of will or my choice not to accept. Everything is fluid. Everything is trans. Uh, We need markers. We need something to tell us. Milestones, again, the mountain analogy, even so specifically Everest. You, You need to know where the camps are. There are those that have gone before. But it doesn't mean that you're going to make it. And it certainly doesn't mean just because you've got to a certain milestone that you've arrived. And then what do you do when you hit the pinnacle? Uh, I don't know. How do you top that? It's hard to in material terms. So even that seems to have some sort of a dead end, a finality attached to it. And I believe that's true. When you begin to Put everything within such material identity superficial characteristics, uh, definitions, identity especially is more what you would outwardly see, what some might, again, be able to empirically measure, you're in trouble (laughs) because in the end, it's all a dead end. In the end, it's just what you were. In the end, there's eventually an end even to the creativity. Even if I should choose to embrace all the newness of life in human dimensions, if that's all that I am, or if that's all that I am being defined by, we define ourselves by, is identity. And identity is so attached to the physiology, we're all going to have a problem because the physiology of it is is that we end. We don't continue, at least not in the current physical dimensions. It's called death. And they either bury you or dispose of you in some sort of manner. I was talking to somebody the other day about cremation. It seems to be a popular go to these days. Maybe it's just that ergonomic, or I guess it would not be ergonomic, economic, ecological, that's the word sort of context. I guess it might be ergonomic in the sense that for you it doesn't matter at that point. You're dead, so it's not about pain. But this idea of, well, what is it then that we're really seeking after? We're just trying to finish the course. And who defines the course? I think it's mostly social. It may be within the context of time as I've tried to Establish it. There's a cultural, social dimension within a context of time. It does have to be attached to some developmental sort of concept of bodily development. Physiology uh, made me think of Eric Erickson's model. uh, And basically, most of that psychological development coincides or corresponds so closely with. Correlates so closely with the physiological that they're inseparable. Erickson captured a period of time. I believe it's, it's <laughs> in retreat, his theory, uh, because everything's changing and it's becoming historical. And one day somebody will say, well, we can remember Erickson as Sentinel and he was all part of the journey. But he's like that Nirvana song, All Apologies. (laughs) It's all in the past. And what are we moving toward? Somebody will come up with another theory. Somebody will come up with a a current way of study, research, evidence, empiricism, evidence-based sort of research, so that we can then look at it and say, well, this is where we are. And we can sort of calibrate that in some sort of meaningful way with... I suppose not only the physical and the psychological taken into account, but really this is the chase down on the podcast. What we need to be is adaptive, but what is being adaptive? It's more than your identity. It's more than what somebody could look at and say, well, this is adaptive. It's an attitude it's a way of looking at life it's the way of processing the data and facts as they are within the context of current immediate context of how we as individuals within the scope of our individual development but also culturally socially within the context of our social movement and flow within the context of our humanity as a species, within the context of our physical world we live in, within the context of creativity, even in those sort of physical dimensions, is there going to ever be an end? No, but there's an end to everything physical in a manifestation sort of way. So we have to be more than just a label. (laughs) Our identity has to be more than simply a concept that defines us. But the moment that you begin to define someone, establish identity, then you begin dying <laughs> because the identity is going to change. The person's going to change. That's the co- core, I believe, that of adaptability is the understanding in a highest order of ways, that everything constantly changes. It's fluid. And we need to at least understand that when the demand gets to that point of critical mass, going back to evolution, or just the more immediate demand to survive. (laughs) Sometimes adaptability isn't necessarily a choice. It's a reaction. Evolution is sort of reactionary. What I'm trying to capture on the podcast today is the attitude itself to be open to change, to be creative, but also to know how to calibrate all of those, bring all those factors into a centralized sense of who you are. Not that it defines you so that you react to it, but in that way, you can begin to define it. You can be proactive in defining it. So, it's pretty deviant, isn't it? <laughs> At least from our normal podcast. Kirk Cobain was right. Not only is everyone gay, but everyone is trans. Are they transsexual? Maybe you could say that. But even transsexual is sort of this notion that you could be anything physically. There are certain things that go with your anatomical features or anatomy which defines you and therein can sort of create limitations to that concept and you know you have to figure out for yourself is it economical I'll say go back to ergonomic is it ergonomic is it um, ecological for you to do that well it's up to you I can't tell you that uh, I could tell you what it was when I was possibly your age. I could tell you what it was culturally and individually for me. I could tell you what I think it would be, but I'm already confessing. If it changes, I don't know what the future holds. Maybe this is the um, the catalyst to something, change of course, something that would be of such significance it would change the course of all human development. And, you know, in that sense, it seems pretty noble, or at least seems to be pretty powerful. Now, whether it's noble or not, we'll have to wait, right? Whether it's good or not, we'll have to wait and see what the outcome is, what we do with it. But if we understand this concept, then it really doesn't matter, because in the end, we're going to do the best we can with what we got, and that's what we've all been left with. And that's truly what adaptability is. And that's what we try to, I believe, hold out as the highest order of human operation or function. Yes, all the other is important to tell us who we are. And it, once again, going back to that notion of development, and particularly within psychological sort of context, everything, including Erikson's stuff, is about trusting the source to tell you who you are. Why? Because you're so dependent upon them. Your parents, the, the, the culture you're born into, the early formative years of your life, those early parts of your identity, the socialization that takes place... It's all critical because you could not do that because of your vulnerability in the same sort of way, to the same degree. Physically, you're not capable. Psychologically, you're not capable. You really don't even understand some of the highest order of just cognitive functions, which is not the highest order of thought, I do not believe, because it's lacking this great ability to do once more what we're trying to do at the podcast today, Go back to Kurt Cobain, all apologies, because we all thought it was a particular way until we went out and tested it. Parents bring you to a point in your life where you think you know you, or they think they know you, or they've told you what you were supposed to be, but that's only the first part. The rest of your life is taking that thesis, that premise, and testing it. Finding out for yourself. And when you're younger, as in earliest stages of life, outside of some genetic influence, which is another one of those factors. I didn't mention that, but that's part of it too. You're born with certain predispositions that are already influencing you in the way of temperament. In addition to other physical sort of aspects of your existence you 're what you 're going to be there 's liabilities there 's it 's aberration but it 's not necessarily bad it 's just different and if you 're going to be successful taking what you 've been given and making it into the best you can it 's on you then. But if it's on you, then it still takes a while to get to that place where all the human apparatus, emotional processing, cognitive processing, those operational systems coming online in the way they do to the point or extent that they're completed for the most part operationally when you're in your teens. But along the way, you've got all kinds of experiences that happen. You run into different people from different cultures who grew up different ways, socialized in different sort of ways. You have to take that data in. It's confusing. Sometimes you have to, overwhelming, sometimes you have to step back and figure out where you are, who you are, so that you can proceed forward. But if you, at that point, have not been taught how to take it all in and put it all together to make the best decision, next step forward decision, on whatever direction you're going up, down, around the mountain, it's always perilous. There won't be, uh, everyone won't make it there to the pinnacle. And the pinnacle, once again, isn't physically, so much physically defined it's maybe more psychologically, but I'm going to put this in a different category even than the psychological because there can be all sorts of mountains and traps and, in psychological terms, cognition, thoughts, paradigms. That though they're not materially evident, you can't see them, you can see the effects of them, and you could see them once you see the person and how they behave and listen to what they say. You could tell <laughs> they've got a pretty rigid view. This is the way it is. This is who we are. And in that, that's their reality. And in that, then whether reality really matches that or not, the facts really match it, it doesn't matter. They're going to go out and try to make the world what they think it is or should be. What I'm offering is that maybe the highest order is to really understand It's all trans. Everyone is not only gay. Everyone is not only transsexual. It's all trans. You could apply that to any aspect of your physical dimension, psychological dimension, emotional constitution, physical constitution, psychological constitution. But it still is going to end up in death except that you would be able to see it As all part of a process, a journey, that otherwise could, and in the end, I'm hopeful, as you would reach the pinnacle, whether literally of the mountaintop, self-actualization in material terms, personality, all those things, or psychological actualization of being quite content With who you are in the moment you're in, that's perfection, complete in the moment that you're in. Not historical, not so much what it'll be the future, because nobody knows what the future actually holds. You know, we can predict some, and that's adaptive, and it's good. Because, you know, again, chaos (laughs) is hard to contend with. It's not, again, bad, but there could be a lot of casualty and chaos. And worse than that, if we get stuck and we don't make it to the mountaintop, either literally, psychologically, or as I'm trying to capture it in this highest of orders, whatever you'd call it, I'd probably be inclined to see it in more spiritual dimension. That's why people don't make it is they get stuck along the way. Something comes along, triggers them. They don't have healthy enough relationship with others as a child so they're lacking in trust. They don't have enough courage maybe to go out and experiment because their world in those earliest years when it's all about trying to figure out or somebody's trying to tell you who you are and you're trying to figure out what they're telling you. All of that has been so uncertain or unstable you can't then begin to test it all. But if the first part, once again, of your life is somebody telling you who you are, as you age and as you mature and as you develop and grow, you start immediately testing it. But you won't finish testing it until you you, you come to the end of it. But if that's going to be the end of you, then... What good is that, except somewhat of a neutral proposition in coming to this conclusion that I'm sort of heavy-handedly presenting today? And that is, it really doesn't matter. (laughs) That sounds pretty fatalistic and nihilistic in some ways. Well, it really doesn't matter. And I don't know that we want to say that because it does, but in some ways it really doesn't, except you would see it within this sort of notion of, well, how do you then take anything, everything you've been given, and somehow find what's best? The only way I know to do that is you take the thesis and test it. It's hypothetical deductive reasoning. But all I know is that's exactly what Our life course is, if whatever stages, if you want to use Erickson stages of development, ever, your own, anecdotally your own, it's the same thing. You start out with a thesis and then you test it. Whoever it was that was in that position to care for you and provide for you and in that way told you what to be and what to do, As good or bad, adaptive or maladaptive as that seemed to be within the context of the moment that you're in. And maybe it was adaptive historically, but maybe so even today. It would not be. That's how confusing it can be. The one thing is sure, you have the ability to test it. You don't have to buy it or buy into it so much that you're so rigid that then when something does come along in that way of... Forcing you to realize, maybe my theory needs to be re-examined. Maybe my identity needs to be sort of, maybe I need to modify it a bit. Maybe I need to be more immediately responsive. Not sold out, so easy. Not so agreeable that you lose some sense of who you are. But if we're going to define anything with such, uh, I guess, rigidity, or with such that idea of character and virtue as the defining, let it be that. That you're of the highest order of thought. You are truly a product of science. And all that it's taken to refine human thought through all the superstitious dimensions of our life, the magical dimensions of our life... Uh, the still wanting something to come along and save us dimensions of our life, Uh, still believing that our parents are right about everything, and, you know, if we just did that, we'd be right. Uh, or even, well, we'll go out and do anything we want to and there won't be a consequence. That's just as naive or that there's a, there's a Captain America or there's a Superman out there or there's a, another world or higher order beings or there's uh, people from outer... And there might be. I'm not saying that. I don't know. I'm just saying what I'm capable of and reminding you of what you're capable of empirically is what's limited to your five senses as your emotional system and cognitive system could best understand and comprehend it but will only be as good as you understand it's not so much about the future although that's okay think about the consequences. If you know it's going to cause you pain in an immediate way or problems in an immediate way, if it's going to create more trouble than it's worth, if it's not efficient, if it's not ecologically sound, if it's not ergonomic in that way, you may want to think twice before doing it. Or if you do it, then you're probably not going to get a lot of cooperation from most people because most people might think that and say, I don't know that that's really worth it. That's a bit of a reach. I'll take that into consideration, but just give me a while. (laughs) I'm still living in the 90s, the 2000s. I'm really not quite yet ready to receive all of this, but be a bit more gentle and kind and I might come around to it again. Kirk Cobain, everyone is gay, That's a pretty profound statement for the time that he was in. But he was a pretty astute observer at some level, either awareness or at some deeper level, poetically so, when he penned the lyrics. Because in the end, I think what he said is exactly true today as we're looking at this whole thing about transgender, transsexual, where we're saying, well, wait a minute, those things don't define me as a person. Wait a minute. Those things should not be barriers or restrictions. But be careful because if you fall into the trap of believing your stuff, however you believe, and I, remember, I'm supporting this. I'm not going against this. Somebody's going to react to it. But if you get in the, fall into the trap of being reactive, you've taken steps backwards. To really have courage to be able to test it and find out what it is for you really requires you to not only have confidence, not only be so scared, so afraid that your development psychologically, maybe even in some ways physically, has been influenced by such threats. (laughs) What's the greatest threat? It's going to kill you. Don't go around making it sound like somebody's going to die. You're going to turn them off pretty quick. Or you're going to get mostly that emotional reactive sort of thinking. Use the highest order of thought. Put it within the best of contexts. Well, let's take a look at this and let's analyze this. Now, I'm not the greatest philosopher in the world. I may not even be the best um, psychotherapist psychological counselor in the world. Uh, I may not even understand all of the theories as they are currently being taught in school. It's been a while since I've been in that immediate environment. I've <laughs> got a lot of clutter in my brain from a lot of years of practice and experience. But I'm recognizing enough, cognizant enough, recognizant enough to know you don't go threatening people you don't dominate you don't evolution survival of the fittest is not only because we're bigger badder meaner because we're stronger because we're more powerful because we have all the numbers that's not what it is if you're going to use that concept of evolution in again the most adaptive of terms and this is this is where i'm pretty confident though You have to look at that by testing it. Let's sit down and think about it. Let's talk it through. (laughs) Let's see it within this context of all of this is fluid. All of this is trans. It's not that everyone is gay. Gay is part of whatever definition, cultural shift or change. It, It may in some ways be quite significant in terms of maybe it's just evidence of how we're progressing in our thinking our ability to think and see things in the broadest of contexts. But at the end of life, none of this matters. (laughs) You can't say that now because it matters now. But at the end of life, it doesn't matter. Whose life? My life, certainly. Whatever generation I represent. Your life, whatever generation you represent. Humanity in general. I I do not have... Why would I believe, if I adopt all of this, that humankind is going to exist forever? I don't believe that. There's nothing physically that exists forever. So, even one day, the species will end. Mic drop. That's just the way it is. But if you begin to operate in that realm, you need something to come back to when it gets a little overwhelming. When it starts to blow your mind, as we used to say. And that something is, but I need to remember every step I've taken has been filtered through this highest order of science, hypothetico-deductive reasoning, I'm testing the thesis, I'm taking in data, new facts, new information, I'm not closed off, I'm not resistant, I'm not rebellious, I'm not defiant, I'm not looking to kill anybody. My thoughts, my attitudes, my paradigm is not superior, except under the science, the so called philosophy above or beyond all philosophies. It's predicate upon the soundness of not only human operations, but when you do it and practice it, it becomes almost surrealistically so superhuman, (laughs) maybe that's where Captain America comes in, maybe Superman thinks, think, they think this way, each of them thinks this way, but if I could be anything close to them, (laughs) then let me think this way, and what triggered all of this, I told you it's going to be a deviant podcast, is an article I read in Psychology Today, uh, September, October, 2022, What parents of trans kids want to know when a child first tells their parents that they're transgender or non-binary, their parents have questions. And then it comes up with 10. It's by 10 questions. By Devon Fry, And we may explore the 10 questions. Uh, Obviously, in today's podcast, time is short as we're approaching the end. And we probably won't get into it today. But I'm just kind of bringing it back to whatever the questions, whatever parents might have as far as questions about their kids, the trans, the identity, all of those issues. You have to be, as they say, open-minded. You can't be so rigid, so close, so certain, so sure that you're living in the past unless it's nirvana, unless you want to listen to all apologies. Because whatever you think of Kurt Cobain, whatever you think of that style of music, whatever you think of me, because I actually listen to that style of music or that genre of music, I think the message transcends. (laughs) There's that trans again. All of this, it's transcendent in the same sort of way. He understands. In the end, it doesn't really matter. But unfortunately for Kurt Cobain, (laughs) in a more personal dimension, only speaking of this, as with public knowledge, what we've come to know about him, his life, his times, and uh, unfortunately, again, his great demise, it wasn't enough because as much as he could catch a glimpse of it, and this song captures it, it wasn't consciously in the forefront of his mind. And all those other factors that leads to death and that whole nihilistic, fatalistic sort of spin on it notion, he got caught up in it. And how do I know that? Because he spent a good bit of his life running from it. Don't run from reality. He's he's a smart guy. Uh, He may be superior in that way I was speaking of earlier in the podcast. He's got this thing down. He just got the tool. He just doesn't know what to do with it. What else should I be? All apologies. What else should I say or could I say? Everyone's gay. What else could I write? I don't have the R-I-G-H-T right. What else should I be? All apologies. In the sun, in the sun, I feel as one. In the sun, in the sun. Married and buried. When it all is over, when it's all said and done... If we don't have that consolation, that it's all been part of the human experience, if we don't have something other than what identifies us physically or superficially, if we fall into the uh, judgment, the right, (laughs) judging people as to whether they're good or bad, if we fall into that too much, if we don't stay out of that, then all we're going to do is end our life having nothing more than something that's going to die. We started out with death, and we're going to end with death. This is the only way to transcend it, is to understand the true concept of trance and fluid. And if you're going to say that about one thing, you need to say that about all things, lest you be a hypocrite. And hypocrisy tends to suggest you really don't believe it. And I don't want to accuse Kirk Cobain of being a hypocrite. I would not want to be one myself, although there's probably some things I'm not quite ready to give up just yet. I'm sure I could say the same about you. Not that you're a hypocrite, but that there's probably some things you're not willing But let's all agree, the minute we think we know it all, the minute we think we've got the best way to do it, the minute we start judging other people superficially, the minute we forget about the creativity and even that makes that more than even that hypothetico-deductive science that's what science is about it's the only thing way thematically in a theme sort of way concept not just a thing it's a concept although it has entity to it that best captures creativity we need to be creative participating in the creative dynamic What does this have to do with psychological counseling? That's why people come see me, is they've got caught up in the Kirk Cobain trap. Unfortunately, they are heading for death, which we all are, but I'm saying, wait a minute, you don't have to die if death means that you spend your whole life trapped in a box of your own construction. And who knows? (laughs) Maybe there is. Something more. I thought about that earlier in the podcast. Unless you believe a reincarnation, death is the end. I don't know. It's possible. Maybe we get to be part of all those things that otherwise have to do with life. The spiritual, if it is spiritual, if creativity is is a spiritual, maybe we could participate in the creativity to such an extent that we don't die. Maybe there's a highest order of us that is really hard to get to unless we lay aside all these other things, (laughs) all all this junk, clean the house out, try to get rid of the junk, try to uh, get rid of archaic notions that don't work anymore uh, for us. Uh, For the sake of our own feeling of security or confidence or however we've resolved our identity or we don't like it, then we have to constantly test the thesis. (sighs) Once you get rid of all that stuff, though, maybe you're really in the best spot to see everything. Isn't that what mountaintop experiences are about? Isn't that what Everest is about? You're on top of the world. You can see everything up there. But let that not be the only end in physical dimension, material sort of definition, whatever your mountain is that you're ascending, but you'll have to come off of it because that's just the way it is in material terms. But once you get up there and you begin to understand things, hopefully I've communicated, I only have mere words to use. I, I don't have any other way to capture it. Um, in the words that I've chosen, the presentation, the vessel, me, I've been able to give it to you. If you begin to understand any of this, or if any of this made any sense, once you get up there, you begin to realize this Kirk Curbane didn't. Wait a minute, this is more than just me. I'm gonna get humbled by all this. I'm a small speck and a very, very large big picture image. Of the world. But lest I get trapped in my even worldview globally, I'm one planet amongst many that make up a solar system, that make up such the constellation <laughs> that make up so much infinity. To infinity, all that is. Now, isn't it fitting after such a deviant... <laughs> podcast today that I'll leave you the thought. You've got to understand, if you can't be part of infinity, if you can't be part of that, if you can't at least allow your mind to be blown open so you can begin to see all of these other dimensions, without the use of drugs, by the way, i <laughs> like this to remind everybody that though I have, it's your choice. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I would think that most of us would want to believe the highest order does not require some substance induced or drug-induced state. But if it is necessary to get you there, who am I? Just, I can't endorse anything that's illegal. It's unethical, so I just need to make that disclaimer. But at the same time, though, if you put yourself in that box and that trap, then if there is a hope, <laughs> you're not going to enjoy it. But if you can do it now, you'll be ready. So that when it's all said and done, you'll be transcendent, 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 transcendental. You'll be transcendent. You'll be trans. You won't be stuck. You won't have to accept the lesser. You'll see it for all that it is. And you'll be able to enjoy it. And with that, I think, though it's a little overwhelming and mind-blowing, that's where true hope is. So, with that notion in mind, I'd like to remind you, the listener you're listening to, my listeners, I hope you're out there, there's somebody out there, you're listening to Word with Dave Clay. And, should this help at all. I'd like to invite you back, because that's what I want to offer. I want to offer hope. I don't want you to live in a box. I don't want you to be limited in any way, shape, or form. I want you to find the truth, and I want you to apply it in the best way possible. And I want you to help other people find it. And really, in some ways, not only is that something that drives a good bit of the reason I do what I do, not only in terms of my clinical practice, but the podcast. But I want to share that with you. You could be an incredible agent of change for the good to make the world a much, much better place and make it possible for everyone to have not only good mental health, but good health in general. We could have a pretty good life. So I'd want to invite you back to our next podcast. In the meantime... Again, good health and good mental health.